Okay, good afternoon everybody. Today's daf is getting daf mem. Hey, we are holding on daf mem dalit amid beis. We are at Amar Rav Anon. Um, what is that? About six, seven lines from the end of the page. On daf mem dalit amid beis. Today's response once again by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. And the Zechonishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha, Shalom. We thank him very much for the sponsorship. So we're in the middle of the sukya of what happens when you sell an Eved to Chutzlaaretz and the particular Knas that was instituted that you have to then be Meshachrer that Eved. So we're going to talk about what happens if you sell an Eved to Chutzlaaretz or you sell a field during Yovel. So does the money get refunded? Meaning the guy that bought it bought himself a lemon essentially. He's not able to be Meshachrer that Eved. So does he get his money back that he paid for that Eved? Then the Gemara is going to discuss if an Eved um, uh, uh, runs away, if an Eved runs away from Chutzlar, it's to Eretz Yisrael, can the master force him to come back and say, hey, you know, you work for me and you work in Chutzlar? Or do we say, no, now that he's arrived in Eretz Yisrael, we can't force him back into Chutzlar. Then the Mishnah, the first Mishnah on Amad Alf, in the middle of the page, is going to talk about two other Takanos that were made for the same of Tikkun Ha'olam. One is to not overpay for a captive, and the Gemara has two possibilities of what the Tikkun Ha'olam is in not overpaying for a captive, and the second one is not helping a captive escape, and the Mishnah is going to have two possibilities as to why it's a problem to help a captive escape. I would think that that's a wonderful thing to do, to help a guy out, you know, to help him escape from captivity. The Gemara is then going to tell us a highly unusual story about Rav Elish and the uh, and, 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 uh, and the daughters of Rav Nachman when they were both held in captivity and that's going to bring us pretty much to the Mishnah. The Mishnah on the bottom of Ramalf is going to give us another Takana that was made for Tikkun Olam and that is the Takana not to overpay for Sifritorit Tzfilim and Mezuzas that you buy from a Nachri. That's going to lead us into a discussion as to the status of a Sefer Torah that's written by a Nachri or a status of a Sefer Torah that's written by a Min, by an Apikores then the Gemara is going to discuss um, that uh, we can pay a little bit of, uh, extra for Stam. We just can't pay a lot extra for Stam. And that will bring us to the Mishnah on the bottom of the base, which we probably will not get to today. So uh, let's uh, get right into it right now. So we are holding on Daf Mem Dalar and Beis, about six lines from the end of the page. Amar Rav Anan. So says Mar Amar Rav Anan. Shamine de Marshmol Tarti. That I heard two piske halacha about from from Shmuel about uh, um, paying back whether you refund money for a purchase. Chada hach. One of them was the din of our mission that if you sell your avid to chutzlaretz that he goes the cheros and therefore the kinyan is going to be batel. The idach and the other one was the itmar was relating to that which was taught in the base madrash that a mocher sadeu bishnas hayovel atzma that if you you sell your field during Yovel. Now we know if you sell your field before Yovel, that it goes back at Yovel, that it goes back to its uh, ancestral uh, owner at Yovel. But what if you sell the field during Yovel itself? So the field has to go back to the Bible Marishonim. So it's a machlokas, Rav and Shmuel, whether the Mechir was ever chal at all. Rav Amar Mechur of the Yotza. Rav says the, the, the sale was valid, but it goes uh, back to the original owner, and the guy that bought it lost all his money. Ushmuel Amar and Shmuel says that the sale didn't happen at all. So it's a kavachomer. If a field that was sold prior 
properly. Yovel is going to be mafkia, the mechira, and is going to return the field back to the original owner. Kol shekain, um, it's going to stop the sale from being uh, from, from being chal during Yovel itself. So there's another example of a mekach, of a sale, a purchase that it, that's not miskayim, that doesn't last, and uh, the money um, uh, is therefore was 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 uh, was paid really somewhat unrightfully. So says the Gemara. I heard two piskei alach from Shmuel about these two cases, but In one of these cases, he paskened, you got to refund the money, and in the other case, he paskened, you don't have to refund the money. So again, one case was selling an evit to Chutzlaret, and the other case involved not selling evit to Chutzlaret, but selling a field during Shnasa Yovel, during the year of Yovel. So in one case, Hadrizvini, and in the other case, Lo Hadrizvini. So, but I didn't know in which case did he hold that the money should be refunded. So Rav Yosef says, let's try to be poshate this suffix of Rav Anan, Meditani Bebrisa, from what it's taught in a Brisa. If a person sells his Evid the Evid goes free, and the, the guy who bought him is not allowed to use that Evid in slavery, and the guy who bought him has to write him a get shikhr. Wait a second, why does the guy who bought him have to write him a get shikhr, and not the guy who sold him have to write a get shikhr? Ooh, it must be that the guy who bought him is the rightful owner. And that's why he's the one that has to write him a get shikhr. If he's the rightful owner, that tells you that the money doesn't get returned. Meaning if the money got returned, then it would just be a bitl mekach. It would be like he never bought the guy. The first owner is the real owner, and he should be the one to write the get shikhr. So from the fact that it's the second owner, it's the purchaser who's writing the get shikhr, that tells you that there was a sale. The chiyamr shmol hasam, when Shmuel said that if you buy a field during Yovel, that uh, the field is not sold, in that case, it's not a sale at all, and the money goes back. So this, uh, the, the, the Rav Anand started by saying, I know that Shmuel commented about two sales that are both going to be um, worthless, uh, one about selling an Evet to Chutzlaretz and one about sell, selling a field during Yovel, but in one of those cases, Shmuel Paskind, that the money gets returned, in the other case, Shmuel Paskind, the money does not get returned. And now we were able to figure out which was which, that in selling an Evet to Chutzlaretz, the money does not get returned, and that's why the guy who bought him is the rightful owner, and he's the one that has to write a Shtar Shechur. In selling a field during Yovel, the money does get returned, and it's as if the sale never happened. So says the Gemara of Rav Anan, why didn't Ravanan realize this? Why didn't? Why couldn't he answer that this was, uh, you know, that, that Shmuel's two psakim, uh, which one fell on which uh, case? Because Brisa lo he was unaware of this Brisa. Vi'imi de Shmuel, and if you want to be poshet the suffix from the fact that Shmuel disagrees with Rav, Rav said that if you sell a field during Yovel, that it's it's sold and it goes back, and Shmuel said it's ena mechura kal so doesn't ena mechura kal mean that you return the money? No, mimai ena mechura just because it's in a liquor that the field is not viewed as having been sold, it doesn't necessarily mean that the money goes back. So from the words of Shmuel himself, we would not have been able to tell whether the money goes back or not. It's only from the Brisa that clarifies the Indian that when you sell a field, the money taka goes back, and when you sell the Evet to the money does not go back. But from the words of Shmuel itself, we would not have known that. From 
Shmuel, from the words of Shmuel of Einu Mechura, one might have assumed it means that it, it, the sale is not binding, but the money stays where it is, and it's viewed as money of a matana. So why would we ever assume that? The, the guy's just randomly giving a monetary gift to the uh, to the other party that he was trying to make a transaction with? Well, we have that. Very similar to what the Gemara Kedushin talks about. If a person gives Kesef Kedushin to his own sister, for sure they're not married, right? Kedushin is not toface on one's own sister. So what about that Kesef Kedushin? What happens to the money? So Rav says it goes back because he was trying to do Kedushin. Kedushin is not going to work. So the money goes back. And Shmuel says, no, it's a matana. He's giving it as a matana. So that's the idea of the uh, that, that one might have assumed is the same thing happening when one sells a field during Yovel, that the Kesef becomes a matana. So that's why we need the Brisa to tell us that that's not true, that the Kesef goes back. So uh, says the Gemara, Amalei Abayi the Rav Yosef. Abayi said to Rav Yosef, My chazis te kansinu lokeach, niknasei the mocher. Wait, Rav Yosef, you told us just now that if a person sells an Eved to Chutzl Aretz, the Eved goes free and the money... Uh, the, 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 does not get returned. The guy who sold him into Chutzlaret does not have to give a refund on the money. Now think about that. The guy bought an Eved. He paid good money for that Eved. He didn't get to use him for a single day. He has to be Meshachar the Eved. The Rabbana made a din. He has to be Meshachar the Eved. Why should he lose all his money? Why should it be the, the Lokeach that loses the money? The Mocha should be the one to lose the money. He's the one that sold him into Chutzlaret. So Amalei, so Rav Yosef said back to Abaye, Lav Achbraganav Elachoraganav. That sometimes he can't look at the person who committed the crime, you have to look at the person that enabled the crime to be committed. That it's true. The the Avera is selling an Evid Chutzlaretz. If there was no market to buy an Evid in Chutzlaretz, a guy would never have sold an Evid Chutzlaretz. So the very fact that he was sold shows you that there was a market, and the person who creates that market, he should be the one that loses. He should be the one that's punished. Amalei ilavach baruchor minalei. But says Abayi back to Rav Yosef, but come on, I mean... Granted, there's a market, but there's only a market because there are people that are willing to sell the evidence to Chutzlaret. So shouldn't the guy that did the crime be the one to uh, to, to get punished, or they should both get punished? It's more mistaver that we make the knas where the iser is. So right now the eved is by the lokeach, so he's the one that suffers that knas. The lokeach is the one that loses out. So now the gemara brings a ma'isa about uh, bringing an eved outside of Eretz Yisrael back to Chutzlaret. Who have the there was an Evid that ran away from Chutzlaretz Teretz Yisrael. So the master chased after him, Teretz Yisrael. And he came to Rabbi Ami, and he said to him, that uh, the Evid should write a star that he owes you the value of himself. And you should write a star shikhur to free him. And if you don't write a star shikhur to free him, I'm going to anyway make him take him away from you and I'm going to do that based on the drasha of Rabbi Yachid Rabbi Yoshia, which we'll see in a moment what that drasha is but essentially this Evid ran away from the master went to go retrieve him and when he asked the Shailah in Eretz he was told you can't retrieve him the best you could do is get reimbursed is that the Evid will write you a shtar that he owes you what he's worth but you need to write him a shtar shikhur and if you don't write him a shtar shikhur I'm going to paskin that you don't have any rights over this Evid based on the teaching of Rabbi Achib Rabbi Yoshia. Detanya. 
Lo yesh that the goyim from the seven umos that were in Eretz Yisrael before Klal Yisrael got there, so you know they should not be allowed to reside in Eretz Yisrael lest we learn from their terrible ways. So we might think that the pasuk is talking about even uh, uh, goyim who have accepted upon themselves not to do avodah adonav. So we were mefarish the pasuk that an evid that is. Meaning a guy that leaves his Avodah that he was previously worshipping in order to be able to live in Eretz Yisrael. And if you don't allow him to live in Eretz Yisrael, he's going to go right back to that Avodah Zarah. So, what can we do to save him from going back to that Avodah Zarah? That he gets to live in Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbi Yoshia was bothered by this price. That uh, the Pasuk shouldn't have said me'im adonav and avodazara is not adonav it should have said uh, me'im aviv and therefore Rabbi Yoshia says I darshan differently Ella Amar Rabbi Yoshia we don't explain the Pasuk of Losaskir Eved El Adonav adonav to be talking about what we just said but rather I mean to be talking about a, a, the, a, the Nachri who lives in Eretz Yisrael no we're talking about B'mokhar Avdo Luchutzlar the Pasuk is talking about someone who sells his Eved Kanani from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzlaretz, and the pasuk is telling the Beisdin that uh, you better that, that, that don't let him uh, go to Chutzlaretz. Instead, make the master free him. Let him go to Cheros. Here's the line that we were waiting for. I Meaning, remember, in the story, Rabbi Ami said, "You better free the Eved, otherwise, I'm going to take him away from you." In line with what Rabbi Achi Rabbi Yoshia said. So now we're up to that Rabbi Achi Rabbi Yoshia. Rabbi Achi Rabbi Yoshia. He had a problem with his father's drasha, with Rabbi Yoshia's drasha. Hi, Asher Yinatzel Elecha, the Eved that wants to, that's being sold in Chutzlaret is the the pasuk says Asher Yinatzel Elecha. Um, we want the Asher Yinatzel Meimcha Mi Bayalei. The pasuk should have said Asher Yinatzel Meimcha, and therefore Elam Rabbi Yachim Rabbi Yoshia a third interpretation of the pasuk. We're not talking about an Eved whose master sold him to Chutzlaret, but rather Be'eved Shebarach Mechutzlaret. They were talking about an Eved that ran from Chutzlaretz and ran away from his master to Eretz Yisrael. So he's Nitzel from his Adon in Chutzlaretz by getting to Eretz Yisrael. And the Pasuk is telling the Beisdin that when such an Eved arrives, do not allow him to go back to the master. So that's why the Rabbi Ami was telling this master, listen, if you don't write a Mishtar Shechur, we're not letting him go back to you anyway. So uh, take the deal that he's going to write a Shtar that he owes you his own value, and you'll write a shtar shikhar in return. We have a pasuk that tells us that we're not allowed to let this Eved go back into Avdus, where he's going to have to go back to Chutz Laaretz. So essentially we had this brysa that quoted this pasuk of... Um, that quoted this pasuk of Lo Yeshu Vatzik Ben Yaftiyo Asali, etc. That uh, and we had three inter or Lo Saskir Eved Al Adonav, and we had three inter. That's the pasuk of Lo Saskir Eved Al Adonav. Shei Natsalach Miyam Adonav, and we had three interpretations of the pasuk. First interpretation of the pasuk was we were talking about a uh, a a a, uh, a, a one of the uh, members of the seven nations that inhabited Eretz Yisrael. Second interpretation of the pasuk is that we were talking about an Eved that was sold into Chutz Laaretz. 
And third interpretation, that of Rabbi Yachim Rabbi Yoshe, is we're talking about an Eved that ran away from Chutz to Eretz Yisrael. And the Pasuk is telling you that we cannot let an, such an Eved go back to Chutz into Avtus. Once we bring the Machlok's Tanoim, how to explain that Pasuk of Losaskar Eved al the Gemara brings another drasha on the same Pasuk. Tanya Yidach, we have another Bryce of Losaskar Eved al Rebbe Yomer, Belokeach Eved al Minas Shachra Kosmedaber. The Pasuk is addressing a person who buys an Eved from someone else with the condition that he's going to be Meshachar him. And Basin tells him that uh, we, we force him that you're not allowed to be Meshabit such an Eved. Say, Echidami, what type of case are we talking about? That you're not allowed to be Meshabit your own Eved that you bought? Samrab Nachmitzak, the cause of Lehachi, you wrote uh, to the Eved that Likisha Ekhacha, when I purchase you, you will now be the owner of yourself. You will take uh, rights over your own life back. Going back to right now. So as soon as this master bought this Evet, he's not even allowed to be Meshabidim for a moment because he had guaranteed him in advance that when I purchase you, you will be uh, you will be your own boss. You will be in your own in your own control. This is uh, the Gemara Nivama springs a riot from here that Rebbe holds like Rebbe Meir that you can be Makna Davar Shalom Beliolam. That's what Rashi points out because he was Makna him before he ever purchased him. And he says, when I purchase you, then you're going to be able to go back. So you see that you can be Makna Davar Shalom Beliolam. So now the Gemara brings another mice of an Evid that ran away. Rav Chista Arukle Abdullah Be Kutai. Rav Chista's Evid ran away to the Kutim. So Shalach Levu, Rav Chista said to the Kutim, that Hadruanioli, I would like my Evid back, please. Shalchulei, they sent back to him. I'm sorry, there's a pasuk that says you're not allowed to return an Evid back to its original master. So Shalchulei uh, will will keep the gear so that Shalchulei uh, he sent the Rav Chitzah sent back to them. Pasuk says v'chein tasa lechamaru v'chein tasa lesimlosu v'chein tasa lechalavedas achicha that there's a mitzvah called hashavas aveda, so you have to return it. Shalchulei the kutim sent back v'aksev losaskir v'adonav. I know there's a mitzvah of but apparently there's an exception to that mitzvah, and that is an Eved, because there's a Pasuk that says you don't return an Eved. So Shalchlu, Rav Chista responded, Hahu, that Pasuk is not talking about an Eved that runs away from his master in Chutz Laaretz to another place in Chutz Laaretz. That's Be'evet Shabarach mi Chutz Laaretz Laaretz. That Pasuk about not returning an Eved is only if the Eved ran from Chutz Laaretz to Eretz Yisrael. So you don't push him back into Chutz Laaretz. But if an Eved ran from one place in Chutzlaretz to another place in Chutzlaretz, of course you have to return him. You have a mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda. Why is it that Rav Chista said, like Rabbi Yachim Rabbi Yoshia, not like Rabbi? So Mishim Demashmalu Krai, because the Kutim would, uh, would, would, the, 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 the simple reading of the Pasuk would resonate more according to the way Rabbi Yachim Rabbi Yoshia read the Pasuk, and therefore the Kutim would buy into it. They'd be much more likely to buy into that reading of the Pasuk, because they only, uh, uh, trust that which is mafurish in a pasuk. Now the Gemara brings another Misa about an Aveda that Kutim got their hands on. But in this case it wasn't an Eved, it was a Chamor. Abaye lost a donkey and Kutim found it. So Abaye sent a message to the Kutim, please return my donkey. They sent back, do you have a simon? How do I know it's yours? So Abaye sent back, he's got a white belly. That's how I know, that's a simon, that it's my donkey. 
donkey. So Shalakhlu, the Kutim sent back, Ilav Dinachmani at Lov Mishtarnalech If not for the fact that you are a known, honest person, you are a baye, everyone knows that you're a chassid, everyone knows that you are never Meshaker, that you're the most honest person, and that's how we know we can trust that it's actually yours. But if not for that, we would never return a donkey with uh, such a simon that because it has a white belly. Why, you think every donkey doesn't have a white belly? Uh, half the donkeys in the world have a white belly. So that's not a simon muvak. That's a simon she'eno muvak. And normally we would not return based on a simon she'eno muvak. But because you're a baye and we know that you're very honest, we know that it really must be yours. Okay, now a new Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. That you're not allowed to do pidyon shvuyim uh, with more than the person is worth. You're not allowed to overpay for pidyon shvuyim because that is a tikkun ha'olam. Takana the Gemara is going to discuss what the tikkun ha'olam is in overpaying for pidyon shvuyim. Second thing, you do not help a captive escape, also based on Tikkun Olam. Um, now, obviously, a captive himself is allowed to escape. Maybe it's not so obvious, but the Chavaz writes in the Tshuva, Simulation Gimel, there's no Isser for a captive to escape himself, but you're not allowed to aid another captive's escape because of Tikkun Olam. What's the concern? That uh, the Shruyim, the, 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 the captors are going to start uh, mistreating their captives and they'll tie them tighter in chains and hold them down and it's going to make life much more difficult for everybody else that's held captive because they're going to see that there's a flight risk. That the, the reason is that we're afraid that the other people who are left in captivity are going to uh, are going to be mistreated once one person uh, escapes. And the Rashash explains they're going to be punished because they're going to the, 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 the captors are going to say there's no way this guy escaped and he didn't share his plans with you. Obviously if he was escaping he was plotting the escape for a while. You knew something about this. You smelled something was up and you didn't tell us anything about it and therefore he's going to uh, they're going to mistreat the remaining captives so the nafkamina between the two opinions as to whether it's that future captives are going to be mistreated or whether it's that the people who are held in captivity with him are going to be mistreated because they didn't reveal that uh, uh, what this guy's plans were, Nafkamina would be, um, what if he was held in captivity alone? If he's held in captivity alone, are you allowed to help him escape? If the concern is about future captives, that they're going to be very mean to future captives, even if this guy was held in captivity alone, you'd have to be concerned about that. But if the concern is that the other guys that were with him in captivity should have told, and because they didn't tell, they're going to get in trouble, well, if there was no one else in captivity with him, so that's the Gemara is going to go through all that. So anyway, you buy they raised the following Shaila. This idea that you're not allowed to overpay for Pidyon Shvuyim because of Tikkun Olam. What kind of Tikkun Olam is that? Is it because of the overwhelming expense that it's going to be too much for the Tzibur to pay? Such an overwhelming expense? Or is it simply that we don't want people to uh, get in the business of taking captives? If it becomes too lucrative a profession because they know that they'll always get Jews to overpay pay for their, uh, for their captives. So then, this is always, unfortunately, this is a shayla halacha that the Israeli government
government has to deal with sometimes when Loa uh, Lenu Chayal is taken into captivity and they uh, they try to negotiate a release. So to what? So there's always a big debate in the Rabbanim. You know, the, among among the poskim, not not necessarily that that's how these things get decided anyway. But uh, there's a debate as to what the proper way of doing thing is. Doing things are the the svara might be that when you're a soldier, at least at the very least, when you're a soldier, that in order to really put your life on the line, in order to really give it your all, uh, a person has to know that his army is going to protect him, that his uh, people, his country, is going to bring him back at all costs. That's the svara in the other direction. The simple reading of the Gemara would dictate that you don't overpay for uh, for 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 uh, a captive. It could also be that this Gemara is assuming that he's not going to die in captivity, which is uh, not a safe assumption to make when people are being held by our enemies who are uh, sworn to kill us, essentially. So that's another uh, another svara that comes into play, uh, unfortunately, in those uh, uh, horrific uh, situations. So says Mar Tashima, let's bring a raya. The Levi Bardarga Parka Labarte Betleser Alfi Dinarizav. Levi Bardarga redeemed his daughter from captivity with 13,000 dinarizav. So, so you see that he overpaid for her. Why? Because he held the whole reason you're not allowed to overpay is that it's going to be too much of an expense on the tzibur. He's a personally, independently wealthy man. He paid it all out of his own pocket. It has nothing to do with the tzibur. It's his own money. But if the concern is that people are going to want to get into the uh, taking captives business because they're going to see how lucrative it is, then even if it's from your own money, you shouldn't redeem a captive Yosem Mekadei de Mehan. So obviously you see that he held it was all about the duchka de tzibur. Now the nafkamina might be what if the tzibur has plenty of money? You know, there are a lot of times in uh, Jewish history where, uh, where, where we didn't have anything. We had very uh, little uh, uh, in terms of assets. And there are other times in Jewish history where uh, where Jews had a lot, a lot of money. And, uh, you know, we managed to waste our money on a lot of uh, less important things than uh, than Pidin Shruyim. So maybe that would be enough, Kamina. So I'm Rabbi, but anyway, Rabbi says, this is not right. Who said he did this uh, with, the, with the approval of the Chachamim? It was his daughter. So he went and he redeemed her. I don't know that he necessarily got permission from the Rabbanon to do that. Maybe the Rabbanon wouldn't be so happy about doing that. I think they say that when uh, when Rafutner was on that plane that was hijacked uh, in 1972, I think it was, right? So uh, the 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 Rebbe Tzadik. So when when Rafutner was on that plane, that there were uh, that, that uh, there were there were Talmidim from Chaim Berlin who were very wealthy who wanted to pay whatever. They went to the State Department and they said, "We'll pay whatever it takes to get Rafutner back." Um, you know, whatever. We'll, and you know, uh, so there was a whole shaila in halacha whether they were allowed to say that. You're not allowed to be pode shavu yosem damav. It's going to cause more hijackings and more. Or, or do you say that someone who's a chacham uflag, uh, that uh, it's an exception to, to this rule. So I think they say that Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky said at the time that the whole discussion is only when it's Shalom B'Shas Mulchama. But B'Shas Mulchama, you're not allowed to uh, to pay uh, the enemy B'Shas Mulchama because you're not allowed to do anything to be Mechazek, the war effort against Kal Yisrael. And the, since the founding of the State of Israel in 1948, it's always been B'Shas Mulchama. It's sometimes there are breaks in the actual fighting, but it's always B'Shas Mulchama. It's just... It's, it, those breaks are 
what our enemies called regrouping uh, before they come and attack again, unfortunately. So that's all called Bishas, Bishas Muhamma. I think it turned out not to be Shaykh anyway, because the State Department said, um, it's very nice that you want to pay for your rabbi, but we don't negotiate with terrorists. So uh, that's, that's, uh, that's not, not going to happen. Um, but, uh, but, but anyway, it was, a, it was an interesting discussion. We do not help an, a, a captive escape because of Tikkun Olam. Rav Shumun Liel Liel says the reason we're not Mavriach Shvuyim is Shvuyim is to help out the Shvuyim. So my binay, what's the nafkamina between the two Deos and the Mishnah? So like we said, what if the guy was only in captivity alone and there was no one else there with him? So if the concern is that his fellow captives are going to be mistreated because they didn't reveal that he was planning an escape when he has no fellow captives, there's no concern. But if the concern is that future captives are going to be uh, mistreated, well, that's still a concern. Bin Seder of Nachman, the Gemara now tells a wild story. Bin Seder of Nachman, the daughters of Nachman, Bachshan Kitubi Adaihu, they used to um, uh, touch boiling hot pots with their bare hands, and their hands didn't burn. And uh, anyone who saw that figured they must be such sitkanios that they don't burn from fire. It's that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives them such a such a talent. So Kashalev Ravilish, Ravilish was wondering how could that be? Ksiv Adam Echad Me'elaf Matzasi Viisha Bechaleilo Matzasi. That one in a thousand men is a tzaddik, but I've never seen a woman who's such a tzaddikanis that she's not going to have uh, that she'll have such open miracles done for her. So Heika Bin Rav Nachman. But how could that be true? I see the Bin Rav Nachman. The daughters of Rav Nachman are apparently on that level of tzitkus that they have this open miracle done for them. The Rashash points out the obvious problem is that, uh, I mean, it's only obvious if you know the Gemara, but the Gemara in Ksubistah Pezayin says that there was a story with the wife of Marukva that uh, when they, they, they used to give tzedakah b'seser and when they were about to be caught as the ones who were giving the tzedakah, they ran away and they ran into a fiery uh, oven and uh, where, where there were hot coals on the floor and Marukva's wife was standing barefoot on the hot coals and her feet were not burning. And Marukva had to stand on her feet so that his feet didn't burn. So you see, Mamish the same miracle and it happened with a woman. So how could the Gemara say, why is Rav Nachman so troubled that a woman should never be Zoha to such a miracle? We have an actual story in Shas where a woman was Zoha to such a miracle. So it's a good kasha. But anyway, not long after that, uh, the, uh, the daughters of Rav Nachman were taken into captivity, and Rav Elish was taken into captivity together with them. One time in captivity with them was a guy who knew the language of birds. He knew how to understand when birds spoke to each other. So a raven came and started calling out. So Rav Elish said to the guy who knew, how to, who knew how to speak bird language, what's the raven saying? It's saying, Elish, run away. You have the chance to escape. So Amar Urva Shikru, he says, no, a raven is a liar. I will not rely on a raven. A short while later, a dove came and started chirping. So Amalei, he said to the guy that was with him, what is the dove saying? So Amalei, the guy said, oh, he's saying, Elish Brach, Elish Brach, Elish, you could run away now, you'll get away. So Amar, Knesset Yisrael Kiyona Metila. Ooh, Klal Yisrael is compared to a Yona. The muscle of, of, of Klal Yisrael is that of a Yona. So Shmami 
I won't listen to the raven, but I will happily listen to the Yonah. So it must be that if I run away now, there's going to be a miracle, I'm going to be saved, and therefore he was going to run away. So Amar Ezel, Achsi Binsei, Drav Nachman, Ikaiman Biyumunasahi Wadrinu. And he said, you know what, let me go check on the daughters of Nachman. If there's still Tzitkanios, then I will help them come out. So Amar Rav Ilish said, let me see if they're Tzitkanios. How will I tell? Nashi Kalmili Disu Sidrun Ladadi Women tend to tell their deepest, darkest secrets and be uh, totally open with each other when they're in the Beis HaKisei. So I'll put my ear up against the Beis HaKisei and I'll listen to what they're talking about in the Beis HaKisei. So Shaminu Dukaamran, you hear them talking to each other that Adi Guvrin Vinadoi Guvrin, that these people who are holding us in captivity are, are men and the uh, our husbands back home are men. That, uh, you know, maybe we should tell our captors that they better escape from, the, they better run away from this place because we don't want our husbands to find us and to redeem us. We're very happy over here. We might as well stay in captivity. So, come uh, Arak. So, Rabbi Elish ran away and he did not take them with him because he saw that they did not remain in their previous level of Tzitkus. Asa Iuva Hugavra, that uh, he came together with somebody, with that guy who understood the uh, language of birds. They both tried to escape. Rabbi Elish managed to escape, but the other guy who knew bird language was was caught and killed. So Kiyadran Va'asan, when the daughters of Nachman eventually got out, Amar HaKabachshan Kidra B'Kshafim. Rav says, now I see that the reason their hands didn't burn was because of Kishof. It wasn't because they were such Sitkanios, because they were not such Sitkanios. We see that they uh, they were not faithful when they were held in captivity. Okay, so now a new Mishnah, another Tikkun HaOlam. You shouldn't overpay for because of Tikkun HaOlam um, that, uh, that, that it will make people poor, that they're going to overpay when they're buying from of the Chavim. Um, so, or to, it's going to encourage this stealing Sifrei Torah in the mezuzah's business because the guy will see that they can get so much money for it. Some of the Rabbi Budi said to Ravashi that Yisrael kedei demei nudei lochin habikdei demei lochin. So apparently, you only don't buy from Lovin Chavim if you have to overpay for it. But if you pay the market price, you are allowed to buy from Lovin Chavim. Shema mina sefer Torah shemitz of Yalovin Chavim karenbo. Oh, apparently this tells me that if you have a sefer Torah that's found Yalovin Chavim, you can use it for kriyas Torah, and you don't have to worry that the guy wrote the sefer Torah. So says Marna Dilma Lignos. Maybe the fact that you could buy it from them is not to read from it. It's to put it into Geniza, that it shouldn't be Mutal Bibizayim, but maybe in Achinami, you can't assume that a guy did not write the Torah. You have to be Choshish that a guy maybe wrote that Torah, and therefore you cannot use it for Kriyasa Torah. If an Apikoros wrote a Sefer Torah, you have to burn it. If an Ovid Chavim wrote a Sefer Torah, Yiganes, then you put it in Geniza. If it's found in the hands of an Apikoros, Yiganes. But you don't know if the min wrote it or not. So misafek, you put it into Geniza, you don't burn it. Uh, that that happens a lot of times when conservative shul or reform shul is uh, shutting down, which happens a lot because the, those movements are shrinking and not growing. So there, are, you know, there's a lot of contraction. Uh, so the shuls are uh, closing down and they have sifrei Torah. So a lot of times they'll offer that people could buy their sifrei Torah. So the question is, what assumptions do you make about such a sifrei Torah? It was uh, found in the hands of people that don't 
don't believe in Tarsh Balpeh. So do you say that's Nimsa Biyad Min, and therefore you Ganes, you can't use such a Sefer Torah even if you check it and it's found to be kosher? This Dina de Gemara is that way, but uh, the Svara is that very, very rarely uh, will a Sefer Torah nowadays be written by a reformer conservative scribe and be written properly La Halacha. So if you're able to check that a Sefer Torah was written properly La Halacha, there is like a 99.9% chance that it was written by a firm person. And therefore, it's likely that it does not have to go in Geniza. Unfortunately, most of the time when they have such Sefer Torah, they're in terrible shape and they're not. Uh, they either were never kosher or are no longer kosher. But anyway, If you just find the Sefer Torah by Novit Chavim, but uh, the, you don't know who wrote it, so some say you put it in Geniza, others say you could you could read from it because it's a Svek Sveka. Maybe a Jew wrote it, and even if the guy wrote it, maybe he wrote it to sell it to Yehudi and not for the sake of Avodazara. We actually have three Brysas about what to do with the Sefer Torah that was written by a guy. One Brysa says burn it, another Brysa says put it in Geniza, a third Brysa says use it. So low kasha, and it's not a stira at all. We can explain all three. The one that says that you burn is going like Rabbi Eliezer, the Amar who says that even uh, a, a shechita of a Jew done on behalf of a guy is possible, that we assume the machshava of an Ovichavim is for the sake of, of Avodazara. So with the machshava of the guy, while the Jew is shechting an animal for him, is going to be for Avodazara. It's going to make it awesome. And the same is true when it comes to Ksiva Sefer Torah, that the stam achshav of a goy is l'shem of Adazara, so it's also about now you got to burn it. Vahad detanya yiganis, the brisa that says that you put the Torah in Geniza, hi tana who is going like the following tana. Detanya Rav Amnuna braid Rav Mi Pishronia, name of a place. Sefer Torah tefillin and mezuzos shaksavad min umasur ovid chadim ve'evet ishav katan v'kuti v'yisrael mumar. A sefer Torah that's written by any of these people, including an ovid kochavim psulin is possible. Shenemar uksharim uksav. Them because we have a hekish between the mitzvah of kshiras tefillin and ksivas tefillin. Only those who are chayiv in putting on tefillin and kshiras tefillin are chayiv are, are are eligible to write kosher tefillin. Someone who cannot, uh, who's not chayiv in kshiras tefillin, is not kosher to write tefillin. If they're not kosher to write tefillin, they can't write sifrei Torah mezuzas either. Korinbo and the third brisa that says Korinbo Hai Tana who is going like the following Tana the Tanya Lochin Svarman of the Chavim B'Chal Makom Vachu Ksuvim Kilchson that you could buy Sefer Torah from of the Chavim wherever they are as long as they're written with all the proper halachas of the Sefer Torah Maisel B'Chavim Mechad Betzidon Sheikosiv Svarim Vihiter Rishon Gamliel Likach Mimenu Rishon Gamliel says you're allowed to buy Sefer Torah from him so three different attitudes towards Sefer Torah that you buy from of the Chavim Rishon Gamliel Ibul Deshman by but Rabbi Shimon Leil, who allows buying such a Sefer Torah, doesn't he require Ibel Lishma? Uksiva Lishma Lobai, but he doesn't require Uksiva Lishma. So uh, you see that Rabbi Shimon Leil must require Ibel Lishma, Detanya, Tsipun Zahav, Oshetola Alehen, or Behemoth Psulos. That if you uh, if you cover your tefillin with gold, or you uh, you make the bias of the tefillin with non kosher animal uh, hide, so it's possible. Because the Pasuk says that 
should be Torah Hashem Beficha. So it's got to be Minamutu Beficha from something that's a kosher animal. Or Behimatahorak Sheris. If you make it out of a kosher animal, it's kosher. Viafal Pishal Ibdan Lishman. Even though you didn't do the tanning of the hide, the shame Kedushas Tvilin. From Shimon Leolomer, Afilu or Behimatahora. Psulos then you need Ibud Lushma uh, of the height of a Sefer Torah. So if you need Ibud Lushma, for sure you need Ksiva Lushma. So why is it that Rashul Leal allows Sefer Torah? It's written by a guy. There's no way it was Ksiva Lushma. He, he even need Ibud Lushma. Of course you can need Ksiva Lushma. So I'm Rabbi Shmuel, the Gersha Chazar Lesuro, that which Rashul Leal was allowed such Sefer Torah is a Ger that went back to his Avodazara ways. So it says, wait, Lesuro Kalshke, the Havala. Min. If he went back to his Avodazar ways, then he's a Min. He's a Jewish Min. It's even worse. No, they were going to kill him if he didn't go back to his Avodazar ways. And that's why he went back to his Avodazar ways. But you could assume that he did the Ksiva Lashma. So we said when you buy Dvarm Shavu Kedusha from a guy, Malin Bidmehan, Adkide uh, Tropic. You can overpay by one tropic, which is a small amount of money, just not by more than that. My tropic, Amrav Sheshis, is Stira. A tropic is a cell of Medina, which is uh, half of a dinar. Ahu uh, Tayata, there was a female Yishmaelis, Daisa Chaiti de Tfili the Kamida Abaye, who brought a sack full of Tfilin to Abaye. Amrlasa, and she wanted him to buy it from her. So Amrlasa Abaye said, You obviously Reish Betamri, you want. I'll tell you what, give me each pair of tefillin for one date. I'll give you one date. So Yimalia Ziara, she thought she was going to get thousands of dollars for this. Now she's getting offered one date, one fruit for each. You know, she, so she got a shakla, shadatino banara, she threw it in the river. She was so frustrated. So Abai says, I, pr- I probably shouldn't have, uh, you know, been mezalzal in the tefillin to such an extent to say that I, to give such a low ball offer of only one date because that's what cost us just now uh, this all all of this uh, this tefillin. Now there is a lot to discuss here that we didn't discuss, particularly when we said kol sheyeshon b'kshira yeshon b'ksiva. We uh, there is a major discussion in poskim. Is that true of all mitzvahs? That any mitzvah that a woman is not chayiv in, that she's unable to make the cheftzal mitzvah. So Tosus over here has a chiddush from Rabbeinu Tam that a woman is not allowed to bind a lulav or tie tzitzis because she's not chayiv in those mitzvahs, so she can't make the cheftzal mitzvah. So that's a discussion. Someone just asked me a Shiloh this week. He wanted to know if his wife can make his tzitzis for him. Um, uh, so uh, it's taka dafyomi coincidence. There it is. Shittas Rabbeinu Tam, which we try to be machma for the chadchila, is that uh, that she should not do it. Others understand that no, it's dafka din. Basically, it's for the mezuzah. The woman's allowed to make a sukkah. That's a beferish gemara. So maybe tzitzis as well. Okay, well, tomorrow is going to be Shabbos's daf. So I don't, I don't know if there's, I don't know if everyone's busy or if Shabbos. So maybe. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. Maybe pay attention to the chat. We'll see if uh, if there will be a shear maybe tomorrow afternoon at some point. Not sure yet. And then Shabbos would be Sunday's daf. Not going to do that. Sunday, Bez Hashem, 5.30. Sunday we'll do Monday's daf. Bez Hashem, Sunday. Yes, Shabbos. Thank you. Have a great Shabbos. Have a great Shabbos. Okay. Great Shabbos. Enjoy. One thing for sure, Jeremy will not be able to be on that daf tomorrow. No, that's a good Shabbos. No chance of doing it tomorrow morning. Um, maybe. Okay, we'll think about it. All right. Okay. No pressure. All right, we'll put it on the chat. We'll let you know. Thank you. Okay, Colton. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Charles.